Hey, this is Keith Price, and I am so glad that you have become a part of the Keith Price's Curtain Call family. It is really great that you guys are enjoying it, and I really, really feel like I want to give you guys more and do more for you. And the only way that I can do more is if I can get a little bit of help from you. So what I would like to ask of you is that you check out, if you're listening to the podcast, to the Patreon page that I have started in which I'm asking that if you have an extra buck or two that you could throw over to the side once a month, I would be very appreciative. As time goes on and the more support that I can get and the more energy that I can create, behind this, it will give me the opportunity to reach more people. And the more people that love theater in the world makes the world a better place. So www.patreon.com slash Keith Price Curtain Call. Help a brother out. Come on now. Help a brother out. Thanks a lot. You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. This is Keith Price for Keith Price's Print Call, and you're never going to guess where I am right now. I'm actually standing on, I guess this is the Regal Princess, one of the Princess Cruise Lines, and there's a show that's going to be on this line called Born to Dance, and it is brought together, it's produced with Stephen Schwartz, and yes, that's Stephen Schwartz, you know, Oscar, Tony, Emmy, that guy. Anyway... It's crazy. Like, so we just got to watch the show, and I'm hoping that before this is done, I'm going to get a chance to talk to some of the creatives, which is going to include the one and only Stephen Schwartz, as well as the big, giant, huge director, Mr. Daniel C. Levine, as well as Al Blackstone, the choreographer. So we'll see what happens. If I do get a chance to talk to them, it's going to be all put together, but y'all hold tight, honey. And by the way, have you ever been on a cruise? Because uh, somebody's going to have to take Keith Price on a cruise at some point in time because this ship is fabulous. A thousand seat theater on a ship. They just told us like you could go up to the 16th floor. But needless to say, I am very excited because who gets the chance to do this? So we'll see what happens. Let's, let's hope it pops, right? Well, I will be damned. This is Keith Price, and we are here on the, which one is this, the Regal Princess? The Regal Princess. The Regal And I told you earlier, I was here to cover Born to Dance, the dancing musical extravaganza that will be a part of this cruise ship for the next few weeks. No, I think at least a couple of years. Well, that voice that you heard, honey, is the choreographer, Mr. Al Blackstone, who, by the way, just reminded me that we sat next to each other during the Cheetah Rivera Awards as we were kikiing. Oh, and we had a kiki. So what's so fabulous is I had no idea who you were <laughs> and you had no idea who what I was. And it was great because we were just connecting as humans. Yes. So now for me to connect with you as an artist, shut the front door. Okay. So, for all of you who don't know, Al Blackstone is a choreographer. Works, got, go to alblackstone.com. What's your, your page that I just got through looking at before I came down here? Alblackstone.net is my website, yes. Yes, you can learn all about me, but not too much. Not too much, just enough. But here you are now, you're going down the history of dance. Yes. You're calling up the names of all of the, na- the greats, Agnes DeMille, Bob Fosse, and you are trying to bring that energy of those choreographers to the stage, but then still be you. How freaking hard in the hell was that? 
<laughs> it was really hard and really scary, I'll be really honest, uh, to be given this opportunity. It's equally incredibly inspiring, but very, very scary because you want to honor these people and you also don't want to feel like you're copying what they're doing. But I grew up so inspired by these people and these artists. And also, I think any young dancer or choreographer that, that wants to choreograph theater, we start by imitating these people. I mean, that's really how you start to learn to choreograph is by trying to be like them. And so I sort of took that a step forward and tried to just celebrate them as much as I possibly can while, of course, tailoring, tailoring the movement to these dancers and making it personal for them. And the more I think we made it personal for who they were and where we were in, our, in this moment, keeping Jerome Robbins alive in the room and keeping Bob Fosse alive in the room, I think that really carried us through and I hope made the choreography feel like a celebration and not just a ripoff. Wow. Well, I have to tell you, though, when I heard the beginning of um, The Rich Man Frug, all I kept thinking, I was looking up and I went, this bitch better give me something, because <laughs> what do you get? What can you do? So How do you hard. do that? It's so hard. It's so hard. You I asked, who did I ask that to? I asked Wayne Salento once about that when he was doing that for Sweet Charity. And how do you stay away from that? Because that imagery is so ingrained. I mean, let me tell you how mad I got about somebody, first of all, at Fosse. When I went to go see it, the understudy was on doing the lead, and the bitch had a perm. Oh, no, she did not. She had a perm. I mean, no. That one thing, that one thing ruined that whole number for me. Oh, man. And, well, they, and they were doing the actual choreography, but to see her come out with a perm and not a ponytail changed the whole dynamic. So for you... You know, I think, okay, look, first of all, that number's perfect. Let's just, we're just going to say it. The number's perfect. You can't do anything better than that. So that's yeah. just step one. You have to just know, so like, you, you, you just go. have to let it go. And right. you say, we're going to move forward and we're just going to make, we're going to be in the moment. We're going to make, we're going to make things based on, you make one decision, leads you to another decision, leads you to another decision. And then you just, you end up with something and you hope that as long, for me, it, it feels sincere, right? And it feels like we made it with, with, you know, inspired by perfection. And we just try to make something that feels honest. And I think think that we did that. I hope that we did that. It feels that way. But the thing that's kind of amazing is that so many of these dancers are from other countries, right? They're not right. American. There's only one American dancer in this cast. I was wondering. Sweden, Brazil, Ukraine, Australia, England. And they're... Which, by the way, uh, hello, international fabulous. Let's stop there. Amen. The thing that's crazy is a lot of them don't didn't know a lot of these shows and didn't know a lot of the history. So you're also like, it's brand new for them, for the dancers. And so they're approaching it with a completely, of course they know now and we show them the videos and you, 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 you teach them about it. But when they're learning that choreography, it's brand new to them. They've never experienced that style to a lot, a lot of them before. And so that also kept, helped keep it new and fresh for me. Okay, I was going to say, because, wow. I mean, honestly, though, when you think about iconic dance numbers, especially for for those of us who love what we yes. see, it is a it is a uh, uphill battle to try to keep you know queens like me going. She ain't had no ponytail. You know but I mean? think like, the hope is is that people watch the show and then go back and watch the original, right? right? That that is that's the dream. Not that they watch this instead, right. but that they watch this and then it reminds you how fierce you think the frug is. Mm -hmm. And so you go home and you watch the frug and you live your life and you enjoy that. And I think that you can. I think there's room for both. It just keeps it just keeps the it keeps it going, it keeps it moving forward, and it introduces all, a new audiences, and old audiences, let's be honest, to the work that should just continually be seen by everyone. I love that, I love that. Well, Al, uh, you know, this, congratulations, man. Thank you so much. It's like, again, this is, this is a testament to, I'm just so glad that, generally speaking, I'm never an asshole when I'm out and about. You never know. Right? You Could you imagine know. I'd come up here and you'd been like... No, you were so charming. I was so glad to sit next oh, to you. We had a ball. We did have a fun And this is not the last time you and I will talk to each other. Absolutely. Now, 
This is done. This this is done. It's in the can. It's happened. It's you've you got to let your baby go. What new babies you got coming now? So I'll be working on a new show with Dan Levine, cr who created this, and Brian Perry. Um, that's going to be happening um, at the Skimmel Center in November. That show is called American Dance Spectacular uh, at Pace University downtown. And um, that's a show that celebrates social dance in America from the waltz through twerking. Get into it. Um, so we're going to be doing that. And then I'll be doing a production of Newsies at the Waltz Jupiter in Florida for November. So that'll be great. Wait, now, before you go, too, I have to think. So you think you can dance? Yes. That's part of your thing? Yes. Okay, I just saw something on there the other day, and I don't know if it's you, but you need to find out who it is, and ask because I, I, I need to find whoever choreographed the Call Me Mother opening number that they did the other day that is like a viral sensation now. You, you must find it. They, they do a RuPaul's... Um, oh, my God, it was amazing. Oh, my God, it was so incredible. Oh, my God, his name is Marco. His name is Marco. It's my favorite thing they've done in a really long time. I loved it. I died. It's so incredible work. And you heard it here, honey. <laughs> That's how we roll. Thank you so much, Al. This has been great. And we'll be back. This is Keith Price for Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we are here on the Regal Princess, having a moment in this thousand-seat theater on a boat. And I am speaking to, I told you guys, I was talking to um, the creative team that's involved with the show Born to Dance that's happening here that's under the auspices of the princess lines themselves and in a part of this production madness with the one and only Stephen Schwartz and I am now talking to the director Daniel C. Levine who is the man's vision. This is your vision of how this is all to be and celebration of dancers everywhere. How are you doing? How are you? How are you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> Let's talk first of all. There are um it's like a historical journey through the history of dance on Broadway. Um, how hard is it? I mean, you guys, it, it's like you you picked some really good ones, mm -hmm. but that means a whole ha handful of them had got to go, cut. Yeah. got cut. What got cut? Oh, my God, so many things. The original show that I created like a year and a half ago was over like nearly two and a half hours, mm -hmm. um, which was just way too long for a cruise ship show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like you said, I mean, I, I wanted to take the audience through a really like a magical educational journey. Is it going? Yeah. Okay. Um, of the evolution of dance on Broadway. Um, and so what I had to do is figure out who, who changed the face of Broadway. Um, who shaped Broadway, who made it what it is today. And so in, uh, after, in all my research, I mean, there's so many incredible choreographers in Broadway shows. Agnes DeMille really paved the way. Um, Jerome Robbins, Gower Champion, Bob Fosse, all the way to today, Andy Blankenbuehler, Jerry Mitchell, Susan Stroman, Twyla Tharp. Um, and I wanted to say when you were talking about, there was a Q&A before I had a chance to talk to the, the, the crew, and when you mentioned Blankenbuehler's Tony for the bandstand, uh, or for um, Hamilton, I was going to yell, and don't forget bandstand! Oh yeah, have to be that queen. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we'll be yeah. But no, I had to cut so many things. Yeah. I had this whole Great Guys and Dolls Crapshooters Ballet section. Mm -hmm. um, I had, I mean, I don't even know, I had this whole Angela Lloyd Webber section. Um, but I think that we were able to really uh, knock it down to um, to the champions and to the, the you know, the, right. the real. The, the, real well, the names that everyone. Yeah. Everyone who pays attention to dance mm -hmm. and has a little bit of a sense of history, mm -hmm. you, d you did the, the big one. You got yeah. the big one. Yeah, and, and that's what um, Stephen Schwartz was so useful and, and helpful. Um, 
you know, I, I'm, it's my show and I created the show and I'm so, you know, it, I take it really personally, the show. Yeah. So, um, you know, working with Steven every, every, you know, every like eight weeks, I would check in with Steven and say, okay, so here's what I got. What do you think of this? And he's like, this is incredible. This is fantastic. I would take this part out. I don't think this is going to land. You should take this out. Well, I don't think so, Steven. I don't, I don't, I really, he's like, no, trust me. And so then I would go away for a couple of days, take it out, go away for a couple of days. And then I would relook at the thing. I was like, wow, he was right. He was right. So, I mean, there's like nobody better than Stephen to so help now, well, and now speaking as someone who has experienced theater the way that you do as an actor and, and come through the process, when you're now at this stage of your career and you're looking over as I am mm -hmm. to Stephen Schwartz right away, what the hell does that feel like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it changes when you start working with somebody in this capacity. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, growing up, it was like, Stephen Schwartz. I mean, Pippin and Godspell. I remember, I remember doing a production of Rags in college at Brandeis University, and the director happened to know Stephen Schwartz, and Stephen Schwartz happened to be in Boston, where I went to college. And so, Steve, I remember when Stephen walked into the theater, it was like the Messiah had entered the theater, right? Um, and now he's he's my friend, he's my mentor, he's Stephen, and he, he um, and it's, it's a great working relationship. He's uh, he's incredible. It's like your personal evolution also brings yeah. you to this place. It's as true. Well. It's true, and That's it's amazing great. how that. Well, I mean, and that says a lot about who you are as a performer, an artist, director, yeah. and things. So, as you look out into this thousand-seat floating theater, mm -hmm. <laughs> again, yep. a thousand a thousand seats to look at you. State when of the art theater. state of the really art theater, yeah. what does it feel like? compared to like when you go back home now to Ridgeville and you have to do something and you want to put something together and you don't have this. <laughs> it'll just, it'll be a different thing. I mean, it's just a different thing. It, what's incredible is the state of the art facility, is the automation, are these incredible technicians. Right. You know, anything that I wanted for this show, I wanted a staircase that lit up. I needed a big LED screen that shows it. I needed these panels to fly in. And yes, 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 make the show great. Yeah. So the budget was incredible. <laughs> and then the yeah. chandelier from the yeah. center room has to fly. And the helicopter landed too. Um, so, I mean, you know, so budget-wise, yes, that will change when I go back to my little theater in Richfield, Connecticut. Um, but there's also challenges of, of doing a show on a ship. I mean, you know, I'm used to, as you know, working in New York, you have a 10 to 6 rehearsal schedule. Um, so you can put on a show in two or three weeks. This takes a lot longer because we don't have the theater every day from 10 to 6. Sometimes we only have it an hour and a half a day. So by the time you set up and let's, you go, let's run Frug right now, it's like we can run it once and then we take the set apart because there's another show coming on. So those are the challenges of doing something on a cruise ship. That being said, Princess is completely committed to making fantastic art and to bringing these great, you know, great people um, on to help, uh, like I said, elevate the level of entertainment in the cruise ship industry. Um, but there are unique challenges. I mean, it's like, you know, getting these this LED, like yeah. this was made in New York City. Mm -hmm. um, I think we were in Copenhagen when it was delivered. So it's like you have to be at the port at the right time. If you miss that, maybe we'll get it another week later. So there's things like that. In fact, the curtains that come in where the, some of the projections were those great, beautiful gray curtains. We only got those last week. I ordered those four months ago. You know what I mean? So there's there's like wow. there's always things that that um, oh, wow, wow. it's challenging. So now, but this the show itself has been a part of this ship and its journey for a while. Correct? No, this no. Was, you, uh, we opened last night on this show. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have done, uh, this is the fourth vessel that Born to Dance is playing on. We opened a year ago on the Grand Princess, and then a couple months after that we did the Star Princess, and a couple months after that we did the Golden Princess, and now this is the Regal. And the, today was so special because it's the first time it's in the uh, New England, New York area. So that's why everybody, you know, got to see it. Well, this was great, though. And it's, there's a wonderful component to this piece where you do this uh, 
documentary style conversations with some amazing folks. And one of, one of them that really caught my eye, of course, is Anne Reinking. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I know about her is that she doesn't usually like to do any, and, and it's not like she doesn't like people, it's just that she just doesn't like to leave Arizona yeah. to do whatever it is that she's got going on. How did you get her to? She, I, I know Anne, we did Chicago together on Broadway. Um, and so, yeah, so like, like I said in the interview before, um, I called, all, you know, I think I called 20 of my friends up and said, I'm doing, I've got this contract, I'm doing this thing, it is a tribute to you, it is a celebration of dance and the choreographer, will you be a part of it? They all, literally, they all were like, yes, you, you'll have an hour of my time, 100%, use it how you want to use it. Because they all want to tell their story and they want to, I mean, there's not a show like this that celebrates the dancer yeah. there really isn't so yeah so Anne was great I interviewed Anne I could have talked to her for hours about you know her relationship with Fosse and all it was incredible incredible just, oh, man man yeah. man I just Isn't Rachel Rack amazing too she's <laughs> stupid uh, right explosive I know she's like, like even just standing at the buffet next to her, <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> girl <laughs> where you get all that energy and again she's you know 150 years old I know Ooh. <laughs> and she hides it very well with the contouring but you know the legs don't give it away right I know I oh my how fabulous for you well this is fantastic thank you so thank much you. for taking time and I'm I am glad too it's just sort of like I I've had this like I walked onto this thing going I've Where? never been on this it's like what the <laughs> like what is is that a fountain in the middle you know what i mean like what yeah. the frig it's crazy it is crazy. it's crazy but what a what a great backdrop for you to have fantastic yeah yeah good well, thank you so much thank you. nice meeting nice you nice to meet you too awesome. and we will be back all right one more to go all right well this is keith bryson we are here on the regal princess finishing up what has been i think a very exciting day of dance for a change. It's not just music, but dance, celebrating dance. And, and I have to say it again. I'm sitting here now with Tony, Oscar, Emmy. Not Emmy. I no, no, not Emmy. But you got enough. Grammy. The Grammy. It's four of them. thing with the M's in Something. it. He's, right. he's three or the four of the big prizes. The, um, one of the people who I, I know we've, we've met before in the past, and I haven't, um, I don't want to like, be like, oh my God, I remember that time. But you were one of those people that I remember telling you then that I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now in terms of the love and joy that I have for theater because of, of my wonderful music teacher, Ms. JoLynn Howard, introducing me to Corner of the Sky in the fourth you grade. Did, you did tell me that. Thank you for saying and, it in public. <laughs> I know. And what is so exciting is, is that you stay connected in such a way that I didn't think. Like, here you are, I'm expecting more music because I have friends that are going to see Prince of Egypt, actually, in, out, out in California, right? And um, you're doing, you still have new, and you keep your hands in, in what you already have working, and then you want to do something like this, which is... It doesn't have your music stamp on it. It's just your name. How do you, do you like to just celebrate theater like this? Yeah, I mean, this was, this was so much fun to do. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, being a producer, which is really what I was on this, um, was, is a new experience for me, and I enjoyed it very much. It was all the good aspects of being a producer, you know, uh, um, helping to support and um, celebrate and where it seemed helpful, suggest some things to talented artists putting together a show. And I didn't have to raise a single penny, <laughs> which is the bad thing about being a producer. No. Well, it depends. You're the good producer in terms of you're not going to worry about the pennies 
which means that you can let them as artists do what they do. Well, right? that's the great thing that they feel, and the, and that's why uh, about working for Princess, and it's why I've been able to get such great people to say yes to creating shows for Princess because, you know, there's a wonderful um, state of the art theater, unbelievable technology. Um, they they spend money on their shows, on their sets, on their costumes. They get absolutely, you know, the top designers on Broadway and in the world. Um, and so, you know, you're not skimping on anything. You know, if if anything, the choice is not, is what not to do. You know, to to make your choices so that it's not just a big kitchen sink extravaganza but everything is in service of this particular show this particular story but the capabilities are um, almost limitless well I mean your your history at least with the world of theater it is interesting to think about the fact that um, a few of the choreographers that they were talking about you've had relationships I think with all of them at one point in time, or at least were in the general area of, of being around New York when they were still here. Well, I knew them except for um, Agnes DeMille, obviously, okay. was gone before my time. I never worked directly with Jerome Robbins, but um, I knew him, and he actually came a couple of times to some shows I was working on and made some helpful, very helpful suggestions. Uh, my song from Baker's Wife, Chanson, was written at the suggestion of Jerome Robbins. Of course, I worked with Bob Fosse on, on Pippin. And then, uh, the, you know, some of the newer uh, modern choreographers that are represented, uh, of course, I knew. Yeah. Well, Chad, of course, did the, um, the Pippin revival. But Andy Blankenbuehler is a friend of mine. And, yeah, I know, I know a bunch of these people. I love that. So for you as a... Um I'm thinking about your relationship with work, working with Bob Fosse. Like, that's a historical aspect for people that will be listening to that. What was that like? What was that relationship like? Well, Bob was complicated, and he was uh, difficult for writers. Uh, I'm not the only writer who found him challenging <laughs> to work with. I discovered in talking to Fred Ebb and people like that. Wow. But, um, you know, he was a visionary, and he had a unique style that to this day in some ways um, epitomizes Broadway dance and uh, you know there, there is no way that the final Pippin could have existed without Bob even in the brilliant revival that Diane Paulus put together it still owed so much to Bob. Well, you felt, I felt his, his presence and energy and you know yeah. and thanks for Chet for bringing that in as well because you couldn't well, and, and Chet Walker being not just a talented choreographer on his own, but having been Bob's dance captain for so many years, was able to, first of all, recreate certain things that Bob did from the inside. So it wasn't just the moves, but what those moves meant in terms of the story and the acting. And then where new uh, dance was needed for Pippin, he was able to really do it within Bob's style, so it all seemed of a piece. That is fabulous. Well, wow, man. I, I'm excited because it's a chance now also to ask you about um, Prince of Egypt because I got you here. Why not? Um, what, what, what has that experience been like putting that piece together and finally getting it on the stage? Well, I'll, the, the truth is I will know more tomorrow <laughs> because I'm flying to California tomorrow to wow. see a preview. I've, I've seen it in the rehearsal room. I haven't actually seen it on stage, on stage yet. I hear it's going well. Um, it's a story that is very theatrical. 
um, you know, big events, big characters, big conflicts, complicated relationships, really what you want for musical theater. So it has lent itself, I think, very well to um, telling in the, in the uh, genre of musical theater. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, but uh, it's been encouraging so far and it's been really exciting to work on. Wow, wow. So I get a little bit of a preview. We get a little conversation about some history. And at the same time, I don't have to ask what's next because I already know. Yeah. This is fantastic. So, again, Stephen Schwartz, sir, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we'll be back. I feel like there's an audience looking at us, but we'll be back. Price's Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and now Mixcloud.